Welcome to the Raised with Jesus podcast, 10 minutes every day of the life of Jesus meets yours. You've got your daily Bible reading today from Hosea chapter 4. Hosea chapter 4, the Lord's charges against Israel and its priests. Hear the word of the Lord, you people of Israel, because the Lord has charges to make against the inhabitants of the land, because there is no truth, there is no mercy, and there is no knowledge of God in the land. There is cursing, lying, murder, theft, and adultery. They break out in violence, and bloodshed follows bloodshed. Therefore the land mourns, and everyone who dwells in it wastes away, along with the wild animals and the birds in the sky. Even the fish of the sea have been removed. Yet no one should bring charges, no one should accuse, because your people are like those who dispute with a priest. You will stumble by day, and the prophet will also stumble with you by night. I will also destroy your mother. My people have been destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from serving as priest before me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. The more they increased, the more they sinned against me. I changed their glory into shame. They feed on the sin of my people. They set their desire on things that make them guilty. So it will be the same for people as for priests. I will punish them for their ways. I will repay them for their deeds. They will eat, but they will not be satisfied. They will engage in sexual immorality, but not increase. This will take place because they have abandoned the Lord to devote themselves to sexual sin. Wine and new wine have taken away their understanding. My people consult their wooden idol, and their fortune tellers wand to give them information because a promiscuous spirit has led them astray, and they behave like a prostitute instead of following their God. They sacrifice on the mountaintops, they burn incense on the hills, and under the oaks, poplars, and terebinths, because their shade is pleasant. That is why your daughters commit fornication and your brides commit adultery, because the men consort with prostitutes and sacrifice with shrine prostitutes, so the people without understanding will come to ruin. Though you, Israel, practice sexual immorality, Judah should not follow your guilty way. Do not go to Gilgal. Do not go up to Beth-Avon. Do not swear as surely as the Lord lives. For Israel has become as stubborn as a heifer. How can the Lord feed them like a lamb in a meadow? Ephraim is joined to idols. Let him go his own way. Their alcoholic drinks are used up, but they keep practicing sexual immorality anyway. Their rulers, who should be their shields, instead love shame. The wings of the wind will sweep them away, and they will be put to shame because of their sacrifices. This is the word of our God. The heart and theme of this chapter is verses 4 through 10, the um, charge from God against these priests, the indictment of these priests. No one should accuse, no one should bring charges, because your people are like those who dispute with the priest. You will stumble by day, and the prophet will stumble with you by night. My people have been destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected me, I will also reject you from serving as priest for me. Those verses 5 and 6, and then again in verse 8, we have a fairly clear, clear statement on that same idea. They feed on the sin of my people. They set their desire on things that make them guilty. And so 
that's verses 4 through 10, right in the middle of the chapter. Verses 1 through 3, the opening verses, showed the universal corruption of the people of Israel, that the covenant was being outrageously violated and the covenant God was being ignored. And then after that, that stunning statement against the priests in verses 4 through 10, then 11 through 19, the last, you know, last third of the chapter, pictured the consequences in the lives of the people. The neglect of the priests, their failure to point the way to the true God, and their failure to carry out church discipline, and their failure to really teach the people, um, showed drunkenness and idolatry, obsession with, with magic and, uh, and witchcraft, sexual immorality, stubborn persistence in sin and apostasy. And so this demonic spirit of unbelief had really taken hold of the people. And they are swept away by the wind of idolatry. That's the closing verse of this chapter, verse 19, where God says, The wings of the wind will sweep them away, and they will be put to shame because of their sacrifices. And so what do we see here? We see, first of all, after the ongoing um, illustration that is Hosea's life, his marriage to Gomer and the three children, obviously that illustration extends over a period of years, um, at least, you know, four or five years at least. Then God begins the very clear and explicit statement with a statement against the priests because he holds them accountable. It's the same thing that actions speak louder than words, but words could be much more precise, that the action that Hosea is carrying out with the marriage to Gomer and the children, Lo-Ami, Lo-Ru, and Jezreel, um, that action is now given some very specific and clear wording to back it up. And who does God look to first? He looks to the people who are supposed to be the spiritual leaders of his people. He looks to those who had been instructed in the word of God, or at least had it available and had the obligation to teach it and to preach it. And instead of teaching it and preaching it, and instead of carrying out their confession of talk by carrying out church discipline against those who really had opposed the word of God, these priests had encouraged the people. They had not instructed them. And so these people were a people without knowledge. Um, God says that they are going to be utterly destroyed. Verse 1 of this chapter has a very concise summary about the charges that God is bringing against his people. There is no truth, there is no mercy, there is no knowledge of God in the land. And those things really comprise the preaching and the result of the preaching that the priests were supposed to carry out. They're supposed to witness to the truth of God and to carry out that truth in action, that is to put that truth into action by what we do. There is no mercy, which is supposed to be the fruit of the spirit that is, you know, love, peace, patience kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, all those things that are supposed to flow from faith. That was the same that was the same result of the Word of God in the Old Testament as it is in the New Testament. And there is no knowledge of God in the land that above all these priests had been entrusted with the Word of God and charged with the responsibility of teaching and preaching that Word of God. So what do we learn from this? That above all, you might recognize the general truth that, generally speaking, a congregation will take on the character of its pastor over time. That given enough time, the congregation will begin to imitate their pastor's attitude toward outreach um, or toward, toward the Word of God. A congregation might take on the pastor's attitude about you know someone who is positive and upbeat and optimistic or somebody who is dour and, and down and hopeless. 
that, generally speaking, this often is the case. But then even more precisely, that the daily tasks of the ministry aren't just the, the, the preparation for Sunday. That's one of my favorite jokes, <laughs> kind of in the, the favorite, not favorite camp, that a pastor only works one hour a week or one day a week. Or maybe a little bit more if he has to make a bulletin or visit a hospital or something like that. And I see the humor in the joke. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, what God says here in Hosea 4 is that God takes it very seriously when his priests or his ministers have been faithful and when they haven't. And not just that God takes it seriously, but the results are evident, especially when, when they have not been faithful. Now, there are certainly times when God does a whole lot more work, and he always does a whole lot more work than the average pastor, that the work is only fruitful because God is doing the work through his word, and God is working on the hearts of his people. And the people generally just love their pastors and are very appreciative of them. And thanks be to God for that sort of relationship. But the warning from Hosea chapter 4 is that we not take this for granted. We don't take the relationship for granted between pastor and people. We don't take the understanding for granted in what the pastor preaches and what the people hear. We don't look the other way or begin to let things slide because attitudes and ideas have changed. Quite to the contrary, we're here to bring glory to God in what we do. We're here to bring glory to God in what is taught. And God is not glorified when there is no knowledge among the people. God is not glorified when the people continue to go their separate way with their sin. And so, what shall we do? As you go about your day, take a moment to pause and thank the Lord for a faithful pastor. And then think of somebody else in your congregation or in your community, maybe in your family, that might have fallen away a little bit more. Somebody who has maybe the basics of knowledge of the Christian faith, but who has not been living that Christian faith and who has not been participating either in online worship or in person worship. And so what we really see is that God is not glorified when his people wander away from him. God is not glorified when his people are not faithful to him. So let's take a moment and exercise a little bit of that faithfulness and a little bit of that staying close to our Lord. Why? Because our Lord loves beyond love, and he loves you with a love beyond love. Thanks so much for joining us here at the Raised with Jesus podcast. God bless your day. <laughs>